the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. My eyes are dry, my faith is old, my heart is hard. Do you know how you ought to be? Is your heart cold toward God today? Have you struggled with repenting and then sinning and repenting and it seems like you can't get a breakthrough? What's the condition of your heart before God? Are you washed and clean and victorious? Or are you just getting by? Well, we're going to talk about that today. I'm Ray Greenley, pastor of the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. With me today is my wife, Alexandra. Welcome, Alexandra. Welcome. We're going to give you the phone number right at the very beginning of the broadcast today. And we're going to invite sinners to call. If you know you do not have victory and you want that victory, we're here to talk with you and to pray with you because our heart is that you have the victory. That your heart be filled with joy and peace and life. That you would know Jesus Christ 
Now the problem is, some of you think you have that, but you still love the world, the flesh, and the devil. And you still play in the devil's playground, but you have this assurance that somehow you're saved. Insanity. I want today, as we share some scriptures, to simply hear the Bible for what it says. I don't want an overlay of everybody's interpretation. I simply want the straight word of the living God. What does the Bible say? So, as we begin, let's give you the phone number. 877-534-0780. We are giving this entire broadcast to you. You've heard us. We have proclaimed to you the plain gospel of Jesus. And now you need to work on the application of that in your life. We're here to help you. We want you to repent and gain the victory by the blood of Jesus. The number is 877-534-0780. Phone line is open. We'll take calls as soon as you call. Now, I'd like to begin today in the book of Romans, the first chapter. I want to read to you from the NIV first. This is in the introduction. Through him, verse 5, and for his name's sake, that is, Jesus, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. It does not say that he is calling the Gentiles to come to a disobedience that is covered by faith. It is to obedience that comes by faith. We have our first caller on the line. Cindy is on the line. Welcome, Cindy. What would you like to share and how can we pray today for you? We started yesterday. Let's get it finished today. Hello, are you there? Hello, are you there, Cindy? Uh, Yes, I'm here. Hi. Oh, good. Thank you for calling back today. Uh, Yes, I'm I'm always on the road when you're on the air, so I left a couple hours early so I could pull over and and actually talk. Thank you. Do you have any thoughts out of yesterday before we share with you? Um, Well, I went and read some of the, uh, I don't have them with me now, but you had mentioned a few Bible passages yesterday, and I did go home and read them, and I took into consideration um, what Alexandra had said. Um, about pride, because it's not something I've ever thought about before, because I'm not one of those outwardly people who run around thinking they're better than anyone, but I got to thinking a little bit about some of my behaviors lately with um, dealing with anger, particularly when I'm out on the road, um, when people are being aggressive with me, I'm getting aggressive back, and I guess maybe that is pride. Alexander, you want to jump in? No. Okay. Um, 
Cindy, part of what we were trying to begin to say to you yesterday is that have you ever been to a fair or carnival where they have uh, little prairie dogs that pop up and you have a soft hammer and you have to hit them and drive them back into the machine? Um, oh, yeah. It's called I've whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. Yeah. yeah, I've seen things like that, yes. Well, a lot of Christians try to whack-a-mole their sins. And so the focus is now, okay, I've got to get this anger whacked back down. Or I've got to get the lust back down. Or I have to get some other area of sin. That approach does not work with the gospel of Jesus. That's a humanistic self-help approach, but it's not helpful. When we come to Jesus, there is a total selling out. Everything goes to him. Now, where we're tempted is to say, okay, Jesus, I want to improve. I want to be like you. So come and help me. No. It's a total giving of ourselves over to Jesus Christ. And we no longer possess our life, our time, our energy, our money, our family. Everything goes into Jesus. And then the second part of that is faith and is trusting Jesus. So like you said yesterday that you would repent, but then you would have this thought in your head over and over all the time that you were wicked. And so part right. of it, that's what it, that's what the Bible means when it talks about repentance and faith going together. So what Ray's talking about is that once for all repentance where you give everything to Jesus, but that has to go hand in hand with a belief that Jesus has actually saved us. And we take a faith stand in that and we don't believe the lies of the devil to say, oh, well, you're the same person. You can never get free in Jesus. So they go together. If we if we go back, Cindy, to this passage I opened with today, it says, uh, this is Romans, the first chapter, verse uh, verse five, through him and for his name's sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among the Gentiles to the obedience that comes by faith. So what Alexandra is saying is that this faith has to be activated as we totally give ourselves to Jesus. And now the devil's going to come and lie and say, oh, you're just the same as you were before. No, you're not. So we have to stand by faith and have the victory in Jesus. And if we go back to that same old sin, it's really saying we haven't truly repented. We haven't truly turned from that wickedness. And we're doing it piecemeal. So have you ever just totally wholesale given your life to Jesus Christ? No, I don't think I have, and I think that's my frustration. I'll think I have, and then I realize I haven't. And why I keep not having any kind of victory. Yeah, you can't have victory until this work is totally finished, and it's going to take some agonizing self-examination, and it's going to take some time reading in the Scriptures and truly understanding the wrath of God that is upon you because you have you have sinned against the Most High God. 
He's holy. He's righteous. He is not flexible. He wants total giving over of your life to him. Okay. Does that... yeah, I've been a little resistant to that at times. Um, yeah. I've, I've had some anger issues with, with, with God as well. I'm just over circumstances um, that I'm dealing with. But it is truly my desire to make this breakthrough. And, um, oops, hold on, I'm sorry. Um, to uh, I started some self-examination last night. I did go through my Bible, and I started writing lists for myself and Bible verses. And I am starting that process of to truly examine myself in every area. Yes, yeah, so the key is... Um that we we overcome sin not by focusing on the sin but by giving everything to Jesus. And I think it's really key that you just identified that you have this anger against God because that's really what a fundamental thing that that has to go. So if we fully give ourselves to Jesus, that means that we're resigning ourselves to accept whatever God would have us go through, whatever he would have us suffer. Um, have you heard the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul? Yes. That hymn was written, the author, his his wife and children were in an accident. They were on a boat. And I think it was his wife and all of his children died uh, in one day. And then he wrote that hymn. And so that's an example of, of a soul who has really committed itself to Jesus and saying, whatever happens, I'm not going to accuse God. I'm going to trust his wisdom. I'm going to trust his providence, even if I don't understand it. Um, and then to continue to walk in love and in obedience. So that's really the root of it. This root of bitterness is self-ownership. As though God owes us something. Right. And, it, and in fact, God only owes us a sentence of death and hell. And and that's a very fearful thing for me. And mm. it is hard, and we have to yeah. come to terms with the real wrath of God against wickedness, and understand that we're under that wrath until we have totally given ourselves over to Him, confessed our sin. Uh, everything has to be specifically confessed. I'd urge you to get a piece of paper and write down. Um, every sin that you can think of, every person that you have hurt or harmed, uh, every person who has hurt or harmed you, and then one by one go through these things and give them to Jesus. As Alexandra said, the victory only comes through Jesus. It does not come through self-help or humanism. Uh, all we can accomplish with self-help or humanism is to push it down and try to keep it under lock and key. But at some point, it's always going to break out again. Yes. But when we utterly, yeah. utterly consign our life to Jesus Christ, you remember the story. I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, the man was plowing in the field and he unearthed a treasure and he went and sold all that he had for that treasure. That's the kingdom of God. Right. 
And the word kingdom in scripture is not geographic. It means divine authority. So when Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he's saying, come into a place where you seek to have the authority of God ruling over every aspect of your heart. And then focus on that righteousness of Jesus. Uh, Righteousness is not imputed to you. It is imparted to you. We are made righteous. The word justification is an old English word. And it literally means to be made righteous. Uh, It comes from the the Greek word dikasune, which in the Old Testament meant declared because it was the blood of bulls and goats. But in the New Testament, we're not dealing with the blood of bulls and goats. We're dealing with the blood of our Messiah, Jesus Christ. And his blood is much more powerful than the blood of a bull or a goat or a lamb. So in the New Testament, Dikasune is translated made righteous. That's why it's translated justification in the King James Version. It is to be made righteous in reality. And that only comes by a total giving over of our life to Jesus and buying that treasure that we found hidden in the field. And we are judged by our actions. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I've been concerned about my actions lately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've been into that self-help mistake thing over and over and over just I just I've gotten to the point where I just become so frustrated I'm like what am I doing wrong I read the Bible every day I'm praying and yet I'm just stumbling all over the place it really means coming down and being converted exactly yes that's what I would like to do can she be converted today Alexandra absolutely Um, for me personally, I had a very powerful conversion and I think that we all have, there's like one point on which we're, we really don't want to yield to God. And that's the point that we have to actually yield. And then that opens the way for us to actually receive the Holy Spirit and be converted. So for me, the point on which I didn't want to yield wasn't so much... Uh, my particular sins because I was trying to live a righteous life. But for me, it was, I didn't want to believe that Jesus was the only way. I wanted to believe that other religions could also get people to heaven. So for me, it was that point of saying, okay, as I wanted to yield my life to God, but I didn't want to yield my life to Jesus. So for me, it was the point where I finally said, okay, I, I do believe that Jesus is actually the only way and I'm going to give my whole life to Jesus right now. And I just did it. And um, I I very powerfully received the Holy Spirit. I couldn't move for about 30 or 40 minutes. And I was just totally overwhelmed with, with the love and the joy and the forgiveness of God. Um, it doesn't happen for every person like that. I mean, some people don't have, you know, they don't end up lying on the floor, unable to move. And that's fine. Because um, conversion is fundamentally that total giving of yourself to Jesus, giving up any right to complain. I mean, it's just a total submission to Jesus Christ. 
Um, so I, I wonder, is there a point at which you have been sent w- unwilling to yield to God where you're saying, well, I would give up anything, but I don't want to give up this particular thing. I'm kind of a little bit of a controlling person. Um, but there is, and I don't know if this really applies, but there is something that I'm afraid to turn, and I don't know why, because I should trust God for this very life of this person, with this person that I'm a caregiver of. I don't want to say to God, I, I trust you for, for the care and the life of this person. I just feel like I'm always having to be in control of that. It's just kind of weird. I don't even know how to explain it. Would you be angry at God if this person died? Oh, yes. Because this person is only, you know, five years old right now, and we've already been through so much with this person, and you know, we've almost lost them already, and it's like I don't, I have a lot of fear there. And you have to face the reality, Cindy. You're not God. Exactly. Right. It's out of my control either way. Even though I, I just have this a hard time yielding. And I know I have no control over it. I don't know what makes me think I do. And you didn't give this child life. God gave this child life. And how long he's alive is going to be dependent upon the Lord God of heaven. Right. So I guess this is one of the issues that you need to look at and make a decision if you will give that up to the Lord. And then there are some past issues you've referred to that you have a well of bitterness or anger against God because he didn't do what you wanted him to do. Right. And these issues have to be resolved because they are roots of bitter poison that separate you from Jesus. They don't separate you from religion, but they separate you from Jesus. And so then all of the other, you know, the anger that you're talking about towards other people, that's that's stemming out of this underlying resentment that you have towards God. So um, probably very practically, you want to you might even want to make a list of like things that you are particularly resentful towards God about and go to prayer. And I mean, just God can handle it, you know, just tell him exactly what you feel and be prepared to let the Holy Spirit change your thinking and change your heart about that and you'll begin to see how evil it is that you feel that way and that's where you'll really have a permanent change and you won't go back to that anymore does that make sense? yes, yes it does see there is go ahead I'm just, I've been taking notes on all this, so I I will take all of this home with me. Okay, see, the first step is confession, where we admit, okay, God, I'm really angry with you. And I think you've not done fairly with me or with this person. You confess it honestly. You tell God exactly how you feel. The second part is repentance. And the word repentance literally means 
to have a change of mind. And so you come asking God to change your mind about this. That he would show you the depth of it, the reality of it. So what will happen is you'll see something, the Holy Spirit will show you something that will change the way that you're thinking about that. Does that make sense? As you pray and as you confess. So like, for example, um, when I I was in a position where I was dealing with a, te- a temptation to engage in sexual uncleanness after I became a Christian. And mm-hmm. so I prayed and I, I saw what the Holy Spirit showed me was that um, intimacy with God always exists in covenant. And so I saw that phys- physical intimacy, likewise, God created us to always have within the covenant of marriage. And so it was something I had to see about God. And then that changed my thinking and, and really made me free from even having an inclination towards that temptation. Now, I never actually acted on it, um, but I wanted to be free of even having the desire. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. Yes. So that's what I'm saying is you take these things to God and then he'll show you where the error is in your thinking and he'll show you something about himself and then that's where you'll really come into freedom. So conversion, I want, I want to be real clear with you, conversion is not progressive. Alexandra, you want to talk about that? Conversion is not progressive. Conversion is when we finally come to a place where we say, I will ground my weapons against you, God. I'm going to lay it all down. Now, I don't understand it all, but I'm going to lay it all down. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to trust you to change me. I'm going to trust you to deal with every issue in my heart You are a just God, and I have offended you. I have harmed your name in the earth by my behavior and by my feelings. I have harmed your name, and I am wrong, and I am asking you to please forgive me. Now, the word forgive in the Greek is ephemi, and it literally means to remove. So when we ask Jesus to forgive us for a sin, he does forgive us, but he goes beyond that and he removes it from us. Now, this is a synergistic process between you and Jesus. You give it to him, he takes it. Yes, and I think um, I just want to focus in on something Pastor Ray just said that Um, I think it's really, it would be good for you to, as you pray about this, to think about how this anger against God is actually a rebellion against him. Yeah, the anger against God is just straight, flat out rebellion. And so we're saying conversion is the decision to ground your weapons of war against God and surrender. So we should be converted one time, 
we become new creatures in Christ Jesus. The rebellion is removed. And we walk whole with him. So you don't have to go back and repent and go back and repent and go back and repent. That real repentance, it's that one-time decision that you're going to leave all rebellion against God. You were going to say something. No, you, no, I'm are, a, no I, I just agree with that. I mean, I, I've never gotten to that point. What's going to keep you from going to that point right now? I don't know. I I don't want anything to keep me. But I think I understand a little better some of this and my approach. Um, so I, I just want to take it all and, and finally give it over. Part of what I'm hearing, though, is that you need some time to think about this. Am I right? I kind of, I kind of feel like that. Like I just kind of need to have. Well, and I'm out. I'm not at home, so it's really hard for me. So I kind of feel like I need to be home and in my quiet place and a chance to think and pray and. Okay, see, I don't believe in making a push for a quick emotional conversion. To me, it has to be made in cold blood. You look at all the reality, you look at your life, you look at your condition, and you finally say, okay, I'm done. I'm ready. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, Cindy, talk to me for a minute about, are you a part of a church? Well, I'm not really. I'm, I'm actually of a Catholic background, and I have not been to a Catholic church in like three years. I have been going to periodically to a non-denominational church with a neighbor friend of mine who has been inviting me, but I'm not really involved in a, in a church, so to speak. It's very sporadic. Cindy, you need to be a part of the body of Christ, but it needs to be a body of Christ that's not legalistic, but is very straight about sin and does not believe in the sinning Christian. There's no such thing as a sinning Christian. Right. Okay. Okay. So are you located anywhere in the Virginia area? Well, I'm I'm probably about two or two and a half hours um from you. Know, I'm in Maryland. Oh so. okay. Well, you need to find that church and the way you find it again is not self help. You get on your face before God and you ask him to find that church for you. Okay. And ask ask him to order your steps and direct exactly where he wants you to be. Okay. And the Holy Spirit will lead you there. All right. Okay? Yes. Thank you. Something came to my mind when you said that. <laughs> I've been seeing a sign at someone's house on a road that I pass by a lot. And they have a sign up that says, um, People of the Way Church. And they have services at their house. I kept thinking, maybe I should stop in there someday. Pray and check it out. Yeah. Would you like to pray? Me, myself? Yes. 
No, not on the radio, no. Do you mind if we pray for you? No, I don't mind if you pray for me. Okay. Father God, I thank you that Cindy called today. I thank you that she even readjusted her schedule so that she could call. Lord, I thank you that she that she recognizes that trying to to just push down these different sins is not working and that she's been able to identify particular points of resentment and anger that she has against you. Lord, I ask that you would melt her heart and break her down over yes. over how awful it is that she'd have such accusations against you because you're perfect and beautiful and holy and you've never done a single thing to hurt anybody. And instead, you've opened up the way of salvation to a whole world of utterly guilty criminals. So, Lord, I ask that Cindy would be brought through this real once and for all repentance. And that she would be steady and strong in faith in Jesus. Lord, I ask that we'd hear her call back with a tremendous testimony of victory over all sin and over all anger and rebellion. Lord, I ask that we'd hear her totally transformed into a, a sweet, gentle saint of God. Lord, thank you. Give her grace as she embarks on this today. And Lord, I pray Amen. that you will block Satan's attacks and give her the breathing space to meet with you and to settle this once and for all. Lord, there is no more vital thing she can do in her life than to make peace with you and ground her weapons against you and come across that line and become a serious follower who has victory. Lord, I ask you to guard her in her search for a church, and I ask that you bring her to the house of God that you want her to worship at that lord she would be she would be in fellowship with others who would pray for her and strengthen her and encourage her in this journey of faith in you jesus so lord today we ask your blessing upon her and we're eager now to hear the shout of victory that she has once and for all gained entrance to your heart that you love her and you will carry her through this battle with the devil. Lord, thank you. I pray in your mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you for calling, thank you. Cindy. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been a, a tremendous help to me. Thank you so much. And you know what, Cindy? Don't be a stranger. Call us back. Okay. Let us know what's happening. Okay, I, I sure will. Thank you so much. We're here to pray for you. All right. God bless you. Right. God bless you, All Cindy. Right, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. That was a good call from Cindy. Our number in studio, 877-534-0780. This is your program today. We are open. We will take your call. We will talk and pray with you. Have you been converted? Or are you just a part of religion? Conversion means you have for once and for all grounded your weapons against God. You have determined to give into his hand every part of your mind, body, and spirit 
your family, your finances. Every part is given over to him. You have not reserved anything for yourself. At that point, the supernatural work of God commences in your heart and you are converted. You are changed. You are a new creature in Christ. Are you a sinner today? We're waiting for calls from sinners who would like to become righteous and holy in Jesus by faith, not by works, by faith. So the phone lines are open, 877-534-0780. We're waiting on you right now to call. Yes, and I'm just thinking after this conversation we had with Cindy that it really does come down to, is there something that if it happened to me or happened in my life that I would be angry at God? That's really fundamentally what it means to stop being in rebellion against God. To say, I don't care what happens to me, I'm not going to get angry at God, but I'm going to love him and I'm going to trust him. And frankly, some of what we go through is so excruciatingly painful that it's easy to begin to blame God for that. But it's not God, it's the devil. It's not God's fault that there's so much suffering in the world, it's our fault. It's not God's fault. He... He died on Calvary for us. He loves us. So, where are you today? Are you converted? Are you still a sinner? If you're still walking in sin, you have not been converted. It's that simple. That's what the scriptures teach. So, have you been converted? Have you come across that final line and said, all right, I'm done. I ground my weapons. I belong to Jesus. Our phone number is 877-534-0780. We're not going to go on. We're waiting on you. How do you stand today? And one of the questions, frankly, I've asked in private with Alexandra is, What are people thinking about what they're hearing? And and have you been converted? And is this radio broadcast helpful in bringing you to that place of total submission and surrendering to Jesus? Or are we just wasting our time with you? And only you can answer that question. So we're eager to hear you call and answer the question. 877-534-0780. Brother Kevin, are you there? Are there any calls coming in? You know, we're going to know that revival has come when the phone lines jam. There is a, and, and Alexander and I have been praying about this, there is a, a barrier. There is a wall that we are facing with you on the radio. And that wall is that if we ask you to call to talk about some casual issue, you would immediately call. 
But when we focus on sin and righteousness and on being converted, the phone lines are dead. How do we get through that wall with you to where you finally are willing to get totally honest with what's going on in your life? And we have Lynn on the line. Welcome, Lynn. Welcome, Lynn. What would you like to share? Hi, Pastor Ray and um, Alexandra. And first off, congratulations to your best. May God bless you and, and give you a happy, blessed marriage. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, am I a sinner or a saint? I'm a saint through the blood of Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. But I have to tell you, Pastor Ray, I do not do this perfectly in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, and the time when I think I got it, something terrible will come out of my mouth. You know, it's not what goes in us that pollutes us. It's what comes out of us that proves who we are and what we are. And, 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 and I get, I actually understand being converted and confessing our sins. And believe me, I just spent a month in a Catholic hospital. I mean, communion to Mary, the whole bit. It's like, oh, please, Lord, please. Um, But I get that we don't keep confessing, confessing, confessing. But but we do fall short. And actually, the thing that can actually try my patients more than anything is a nursing home. My mother's been ill for a month. She's been in the hospital for a month. She just transferred to Brook Grove and Olney. And I have to tell you, I have no patience with nurses. They just, I'm t- you know, and, and I can put it in the Lord's hands. But then somebody just, they just lie to you. I mean, just lie. So how, how, do, you, how do you advocate for somebody? Try to keep your patience because you don't want to alienate the whole world. Though I did ask a nurse today if her IQ was only 10. That did not go over well. You know, it's like, oh, oh, Jesus, forgive me, because that doesn't demonstrate the love of Christ to others. That is no witness. And, and, and so what, am I just not converted? No, I know that's not true, but I need Jesus so badly to strengthen me and to lead me in his way. And I do feel all alone, but I'm not mad at him. He is not who I'm mad at. I I can't imagine the suffering that he did for us. I had a toothache last week, and you know how you know there's nothing to make you know you're alive than a toothache, and um and all I could think was, imagine all Jesus went through for us, and I'm such a baby with a toothache. Lynn, part of what happens, and John Wesley speaks about this where he talks about sin is rebellion against God, but mistakes are not sin because they're not voluntarily rebelling against God. Sin is always a voluntary rebelling against Jesus. It's when you know what you should do and you don't do it or you do something else. That's sin. And we're saying that all that sin of rebellion, of deliberate Choosing against God has to stop. But now here's the problem. Many times when a person is converted, their faith in Jesus is cooled 
by the wickedness of the world. And we have to fight against that. And we have to make a very clear decision to not rebuild what the Holy Spirit destroyed in our hearts when we were converted. And so it really means not making light of how we act that is not like Jesus. Yes, and if you if you were converted, anyone who's converted has received the Holy Spirit. And so it's very important that we cherish the presence of the Holy Spirit because he can he's very easily grieved. So I'm, I haven't seen how you interact with the nurses, I so I'm not exactly sure what you're describing. There is oh, definitely a sense in which we do need to advocate for those who can't advocate for themselves. Um, but you don't want to go into contempt or no. looking down on the person or arrogance. Um, so I'm not sure what's going on there. No, but you know because you can tell whether the Holy Spirit is grieved by how you're behaving. Yes. Yeah, you know, Alexandra, when you say that, and, and it's one of the things that comes to my mind a lot, is that it's about the, the temple of God and, and in the Bible how it talks about, you know, that, that sin can't live in God's temple. It's like in heaven, in, 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 in the kingdom of God, in the new heaven. There won't be murderers, liars, da-da-da. Well, we're the temple of God. We're the temple of God. And that shouldn't live in us face-to-face, that isn't it. It's a frustration to trying to deal with somebody over the phone, and they tell you one thing and do another, and, and just as I said, yeah. But either way, it's my attitude. It's not even about them. They're them. It's me reflecting Christ to the world. And I, yes. I, I, I don't want to fall short on that. I don't. You know... He's done everything for us. Everything. There's, oh, oh, I, I, I thank you. I thank you. And I pray that your revival meetings, because, you know, I can't attend. And that's my other frustration with this whole doctor hospital thing is I'm supposed to go all these places. And I can't be around fragrances and fumes and chemicals. and, And it's just so challenging at times. But you know what? I praise the Lord because if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have been brought to the place of knowing the Lord through the truth of his word. I would have been following the way of religion. And the way of religion is it it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not the truth. And there is so much falsehood in the world and in churches that doesn't align with the word of God. So but then, I sure wish that I had fellowship with, with believers, because that I do miss. I miss, and, and it's why I'm grateful for your ministry and your program, and you might want to check out WIMB. It's, it, you might want to check it out, because I it, listen to a lot of what I listen to on the phone rather than the radio, and I don't watch TV at all. I got... I got, in fact, this is, this is the other problem with nursing homes. It's like, you know, turn these things off. <laughs> you know, Lynn, part of what I want to urge you to do is in your prayer time, begin to ask Jesus to make you more and more sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit in your heart. 
so that as the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you, you'll know it very clearly. You begin to find yourself moving in your outward actions out of the moving of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Does that make sense? Yep, I'm writing it down right now, so I I don't forget and um and and I pray into it. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. so much. God bless you. God both. bless you, Lynn. I'm so happy you called. I'm so You're one of those that I count as a friend. You. Thank you. God bless you, Lynn. God bless you too, Alexandra. I hope to meet you someday. I hope, I hope that the healing power of God breaks out in fullness at this Monday night revival meeting and that you come and are entirely healed. Okay, Amen. and everybody don't wear perfume and cologne. <laughs> well, if you're healed, they can wear all they want and it won't matter. Uh, but we got the sweet smell of Christ. We don't need all that anyway. That's exactly how Amen. I feel. Amen. <laughs> God bless you, sister. Okay, thank you. God bless yep. you too. Praise the Lord. Bye. Bye. 877-534-0780. Lynn is one of those wonderful supporters and encouragers. Thank you, Lynn. And we'll be praying for you. Oh, I just got the word. Five minutes left in the broadcast. We have time for one more phone call. 877-534-0780 and while we're waiting for that one last call talk to us Alexandra about RevivalNow.Church yes we invite you to go to RevivalNow.Church we just had our first revival meeting on Monday and it was a very good start I'm very encouraged um, we can see that the spirit of God is moving to open people's ears and hearts to hear a convicting word. That's very exciting. So we have meetings on Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. We have two weeks before Christmas, so we invite you to come either this coming Monday or the following Monday. And you can find all of the information for the location. The doors open at 7. We're located at 14851 Gideon Drive, Woodbridge, Virginia. And we meet in the main sanctuary. So we invite you to come and you can also volunteer. There's a volunteer form at RevivalNow.Church. We need people to join the prayer team. And you don't have to even be physically present for that. It will be a prayer line, mostly. We need ushers and greeters. We need altar workers. You'll see it all on the volunteer form. And we are very eager to see what God will do. We want to see Washington, D.C. transformed by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. He's calling for revival, and revival is simply a decision, a new decision to obey God. It's not, uh, how do I put it? Woo-woo? It's not woo-woo. It's the presence of God bringing conviction and healing and restoring restoring relationships, restoring health, restoring that intimacy with Jesus Christ. So you're welcome to come. And we are praying that we will see miracles of healing at these meetings. We're believing that we're going to see that. Yes. 
and many are praying. Now, we also invite you to join together with us on Sundays. We meet at the All Saints Anglican Church, and the worship center for the National Prayer Chapel is downstairs. You go around to the back side of the parking lot, and there you'll see ground-level doors, double-glass doors, uh, saying lower lobby. Just come in, and you'll find us on the left-hand side as you enter those doors. We have two minutes left. We need more days like this where we simply talk and pray with people. It's wonderful. So thank you for both of you who have called today. Our heart is for Jesus Christ. You can listen to this broadcast and others from this radio program at nationalprayerchapel.com. That's nationalprayerchapel.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. And that's also true for Revival Now. So you can go to Revival Now or you can go to National Prayer Chapel on Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Revivalnow.church. We also invite you to support this broadcast. It is a faith venture. Both the RevivalNow.Church and Pilgrim's Progress. These are faith ventures. We would love to have you step in and support them. God bless you, my brother and my sister. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk with you soon. Call next time. God bless you. God bless you. Before the presence of his glory with great joy, with great joy. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, with great joy. To the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.